All we know is that they were holding the rope. They were the ones that were holding the rope as Paul was being let down in the basket. And I want I want uh, the listeners, the viewers, to consider what was actually in that basket. Like, think about what was in the basket. That was the Apostle Paul. And this is before he's written any of his epistles. He's written yeah. any of his letters. He, he hasn't written anything down. He hasn't gone on any missionary journeys because he's just been converted all of the wonderful things that Paul would do throughout his Christian walk was in that basket. There was a heap of potential, um, but none of it had been actualized. And, And because these disciples were willing to hold the rope, to lower him down in the basket... Uh, we were blessed by the world-changing ministry of Paul. Absolutely. It's pretty amazing when you think about it, you know, what what was all going on that night in, in the city of Damascus. Welcome to the Hacker Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Well, it's just the two of us, man. It's yeah. good to be back. It's- feels so great. <laughs> I'm just over here sitting on the bench, just waiting for my next time to shine. Yeah, it's been like five weeks we introduced you, and then you left us, you went to America, and then we've just had a bunch of like two or three minute <laughs> clips. <laughs> <laughs> so now the listeners are going to get the the full show here yeah, today. Right? Oh man, it's going to be good. But before that, we have a five star review to share, and it starts off by saying, best apostolic podcast, hands down. Whether you're commuting by train or car to work or even cleaning the kitchen, this is quality apostolic content to listen to. No matter what you're doing, this is an amazing resource and tool that has insight of the testimonies and experiences of apostolic Pentecostals all over the globe. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a great review. Thank yeah. you for leaving. Who was that that left that? Uh, it just says parking lot. <laughs> parking lot. Nice. Well, parking lot, thank you for, for leaving us that review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, if you guys want to, those who uh, listen to the show or watch the show, uh, leave us a review. I know it's only, we know it's only Apple Podcasts where you can actually do a proper review. So shout out to those who listen to us on Spotify. Yeah. You know, we, we know you're out there and we've seen the ratings there. So thank you for that, doing what you can. Um, but, you, you know, uh, we're appreciative of the reviews where those people can leave reviews. And uh, it's been great to see over the last couple of weeks. We've had some tremendous growth. I think last week was like our second second biggest week yeah. of the podcast. So th- that was awesome. And um, yeah, it just continues to grow. People are checking us out via audio. But we're excited about the, the growth of the YouTube channel as well. People are, are connecting with us over there. And uh, we want to encourage you guys to check that out because, yeah. Um, yeah, we're putting some time and effort into it. And, and if you like video content, Make sure to check out the channel. We're trying to get to over 100 subscribers. Over 100. <laughs> That's right. It's a goal right now, right? Heck, yeah, yeah, we'll start with that yeah. and then uh, work our way up from there and try and conquer the world. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about what seems like an insignificant story referenced mm-hmm. by the Apostle Paul. And um, yeah, it's kind of random, but if you stay with us here, you, you're going to get you're definitely going to get something out of this. And I, I talked a little bit about this topic at the National Youth Convention, mm-hmm. um, but I really wanted to unpack it a bit more. I feel like I didn't really have the opportunity to do that. And yeah. I feel like we can really like get into it a little bit here today on the podcast. It's a story found uh, in the second letter that Apostle that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 32 to 33. 
Would you mind reading that real quick, bro? Yeah, absolutely. And this is coming from the New King James Version. It says, In Damascus, the governor, under Eratos, the king, was guarding the city of Damascus with a garrison, desiring to arrest me. But I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped from his hands. So Paul tells this, seems like a, a bit of a random story in this letter to the Corinthians, but if you actually look in the Bible, th- this is um, a story from Acts chapter 9. If you, f- you can find the same story in Acts chapter 9 when Paul is escaping out of Damascus. And it was just after he had experienced his conversion experience on the road to Damascus. You know, he, he had this incredible experience with God where he's traveling to Damascus to to basically arrest and to persecute the church there. And on the road to Damascus, he has this incredible conversion. We all know this story. And like days after he's on his way there to persecute the church, they find him in the synagogue preaching about Jesus, like telling people to to follow after Jesus in the very town that he was meant to be going, that he was being sent to arrest people. He's actually telling people, you know, about Jesus. Uh, It's crazy, but... Um, and, and people were amazed by that. Obviously, the the people in the town, you know, they were asking questions like, "Isn't this the same guy who was in Jerusalem beating people up and uh, devastating the church there? And and wasn't he sent here to take care of us as well to put us in chains?" You know, and so they're a little bit confused about this. They're amazed. Uh, we always look at it amazed as like a, a positive term, right? But I think they're in this sense, it might be like a little bit a little bit confused. And you you can't blame them. Right, I I think shocked would be another word. Right? Yeah, I mean, it would take years before the church in Jerusalem would actually even trust Paul. Right, like um, the Bible talks about how he goes away in the wilderness for to to learn and so on, and then years later he comes to the church in Jerusalem. So that's the 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 leaders of the church. Imagine these guys who are just you know a Christian work in Damascus. (laughs) Like (laughs) I don't know what to do, you know. And, and so this sudden turn by Saul, which we would later call him Paul, right. um, this really frustrated the Jewish leaders in, in the city of Damascus. You know, they probably had asked him to come, or maybe he had asked them if he could come. So there was a relationship there, and and they were really upset with him. And, and some were actually plotting to kill him. That's how serious it had gotten. And the Bible says that Saul caught wind of their plot. We're summarizing Acts 9. We don't want to go and read the whole chapter, um, but you can read all of this in Acts chapter 9, and, and he he figured out what they were going to do, and so he decides that he's going to leave Damascus, but there's only one problem, and the problem is is that there weren't many ways in and out of the city, mm. and they had stationed people there day and night to look for Saul. You know, they had that most wanted poster. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, look for this guy. <laughs> they picked the best artist in Damascus. <laughs> So, so you know, Saul's like, I, I got to somehow get out of here. He, he doesn't really know how he's going to do that. And that brings us to verse 25 of Acts chapter 9. Would you mind reading that as well, please? Absolutely. It says, But his disciples took him by night and led him down through an opening in a wall, lowering him in a large basket. So Saul, how big is this basket? I mean, this is a, <laughs> this is a grown man, and he's, he's being laid down in this basket. Um they took him by night, these disciples. They led him down through an opening in the wall. And, and we don't know much about these disciples. You know, the Bible doesn't really say much about them. It doesn't share their names or their titles. Like, you think you're a bit of a hero, you know. Yeah. It's like, hey, maybe Luke didn't want to mention Acts 9, but 
you know, Paul, you could have mentioned us in right. Second Corinthians. Right, and they're so easily overlooked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like just a, an amazing story, but we don't really like, yeah, dive into it right. too much. And like I said, the Bible doesn't tell us. Um, all we know is that they were holding the rope. They were the ones that were holding the rope as Paul was being let down in the basket. And I want I want uh, the listeners, the viewers, to consider what was actually in that basket. Like, think about what was in the basket. That was the Apostle Paul. And this is before he's written any of his epistles. He's written yeah. any of his letters. He, he hasn't written anything down. He hasn't gone on any missionary journeys because he's just been converted all of the wonderful things that Paul would do throughout his Christian walk was in that basket. There was a heap of potential, um, but none of it had been actualized. And and because these disciples were willing to hold the rope, to lower him down in the basket, uh, we were blessed by the world-changing ministry of Paul. Absolutely. It's pretty amazing when you think about it, you know, what, what was all going on that night in, in the city of Damascus. You know, it's something that would uh, lead to world-changing events. And I want to tie into this a little bit uh, and talk about ministry. Um, Like when you hear the word ministry, and listeners, I I encourage you to to think about this. When you hear the word ministry, what do you normally think? What do we normally think when we hear that word? The first thing that comes to my mind are are preachers, leaders, someone who's going to be... uh, preaching a sermon on yeah. Sunday, right? Yeah, or like singing a song. Yeah. Or doing a guitar solo. Oh, yeah, you know? music ministry. That's yeah, yeah, music ministry. Uh, preachers, you know, we, we think of the people that are like on the platform. Right. I don't know. I guess maybe because they're a bit elevated, so that's kind of the way we view it. But that tends to be what we think of when we think ministry. We right. think of like the fivefold ministry. The Bible talks about the right, fivefold ministry. Right, right, right. Uh, and, and these are what we sort of naturally gravitate towards when we think about that word. Um, but you, did you know that in the same chapter where Paul talks about the gifts of the Spirit, he actually lists helps and administrations as a ministry and, uh, you know, as an administrator of a church? Uh, that warms my heart, <laughs> you know, <laughs> seeing that that, that uh, ministry is actually listed. Would you mind reading that real quick? And I, and I know you're doing a bunch of reading here today, but... Um, yeah, I just want to hone in on these. So this uh, is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, yeah, more than verses 27 to 31. It says, Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God had appointed these in the church, first apostles, yep. second prophets, third teachers, after that, miracles, then gifts of healing. So these are all the ones that we've heard about all the time. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you got the apostles, you got the prophets, teachers, you know, the working of miracles, gifts of healing, right. and then what's next? And then it says, helps, administrations. There it is. Keep going. Verities of tongues. Mm-hmm. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles. Do they have gift of, gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. So Paul's asking, he's like, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers? So he's talking about the body of Christ and how we, we all work together. So, yeah. you know, they're the ones that uh, we tend to celebrate, the apostles, the prophets, right. you know, um, the ones that are in the fivefold ministry. And yet in amongst all of that, among the apostles, among the prophets and the teachers, there are those who have the ministry of helps and administration. And um, the attention may always be on the stage, but 
how could a church even operate without yeah. those who are willing to help, without yeah. those who are willing to be used in the ministries of help, you know, without those who are willing to sacrifice, those are willing to hold the rope so that the man and the woman of God can be effective. Like, they're so important, you know, those who yeah. are part of the ministry of helps. You know, you know, imagine a service, like, where no one cleaned the church <laughs> or no one organized payment for operational costs so the lights don't turn on. No one think about, no one thinks about those, right? Yeah, we don't really think about those. Like, we don't think about, you know, the person who showed up early to set up the sound or if you're in a church where you have to unpack and set back up, you know, those who set up the stage and, and get the chairs out and make sure that everything is ready yeah. for, for those on Sunday. Or like those who come in to greet or direct traffic at church. Uh, you know, imagine if like no one was, this This is home for us, you know, we're involved in media ministry at our church. Imagine if like no one was operating uh, the screens. You know, you didn't have the lyrics, you didn't have the songs on the screens or no one was on the cameras, you know? Yeah. Um, or no one made the coffees, God forbid. <laughs> there might be a riot at the POS if there's no <laughs> coffees and morning tea. Um, so there's just, there's so much more to ministry than just preaching a sermon. Yeah. There's so much more to it. There's so much more than just singing a song or playing an instrument. All of these things are very important, obviously. You know, these things are very important. But I want to highlight how amazing the body of Christ is here today. And, 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 and highlight you know, how important all these other ministries are, how, all, how important all these other helps and administrative ministries are, because it helps the body work together. It, it, it makes the body of Christ even more amazing when we're all working together. Yeah. So I want to look at one more passage of Scripture um, that further illustrates how important everyone in the body of Christ is. I promise there's no more, no more reading after this, bro. Can, can we read Romans chapter 12, verses 4 to 8? Absolutely. It says, For just as we have many parts in one body, and all the body's parts do not have the same function, so we, who are many, are one body in Christ and individually parts of one another. Mm-hmm. However, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. So we've all got different gifts based on what God has given us. Yep. It says each of us use them properly. Mm. And if prophecy in proportion to one's faith, if service in the act of serving, that's good. Yeah. Or the one who teaches in the act of teaching or the one who exhorts in the work of exhortation, the one who gives with generosity the one who is in leadership with diligence, and the one who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Mm. Yeah. So we see here that there's a gift of service. Yeah. <laughs> no one preaches about the gift no of one, service. No one gets about, yeah, no, no one no preaches about I mean, about I guess that. they do, but, um, you know, we don't really highlight that. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you're going up to the front and feeling a call of God, no one says, those of you who feel the call to service, <laughs> those of you who feel the call to giving, those of you who feel the call to showing mercy, come to the front. Yeah. Um, I just love, uh, I love to see that scripture accounts for all of this, right? Mm. It's not just about preaching, right? It's it's the entire body creating the foundation for the church to flourish. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's just. Yeah, it's it's everyone working together. Right. You know? And, and yeah, Paul highlights it. He says, hey, we need each other. We yeah. need everyone to work. Like no one uh, is dispensable. We need 
the whole body working together, everyone yeah. doing their part. Yeah, it's so good. And, you know, I know the majority of this audience um, would probably be preachers or leaders. Um, I know there's people in this audience that, that are uh, prophets and teachers. Um, but I'm also speaking to an audience that is full of those and we are speaking to an audience that's full of those who are gifted in serving, you know. And there might be a great leader out there, but there's also someone who has a tremendous gift in serving, someone yeah. who, who is gifted in giving, like yeah. has that spirit of generosity and really wants to give and really wants to help and be there, you know. There are people out there that are listening that have the gift of showing mercy. Yeah. I, 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 I want to say that also the gift of mercy, the gift of service, those are traits that everyone should have, right? Yeah. Those those traits should should be universal. Mm. So, you know, if you can embrace that and show others and teach others how to um, be more merciful, yeah, or you know, provide tips on how to serve in different <laughs> fashions, right? Yeah, like those sort of things can be beneficial for your congregation, for beneficial for the entire body of Christ. Yeah, that's so good. And uh, you know, it's th- like showing mercy, like. The Good Samaritan. Yeah. You know, he was the one that, that showed mercy. And just through that act of, of mercy, you know, uh, Jesus was using that as an illustration years later. But, yeah, yeah like, it, it's important that we're teaching people how to serve. Right. It's not just teaching people how to preach. Right. We're teaching people, as you said, how to show mercy, how to how to give in, with the right spirit and the right motive, you know, when you greet those who are listening who are greeters or ushers, when you greet next Sunday, don't think of it as just a job. Don't think of it as just a role that you're fulfilling, but think of it as this is my opportunity to minister. Yeah. I'm ministering through what I'm doing here today, through greeting, through showing the love of God, through ushering. Um, you know, when you prepare food or coffee for morning tea, don't think of it as just another task. As, yeah. you know, someone has to cut the sandwiches or <laughs> someone has to, you know, put the coffee together. Yeah. Or someone has to, you know, don't think of it like that, but consider that God is using you, using your hands to make an impact in the life of somebody. God is using what you are good at yeah. to bless others, to help the body of Christ. You know, like the, the effort and the work that you're putting in may lead to a connection that takes place after service. And then that leads to someone who wants to come back and, and come to the church another time. Like, yeah. it's not just a task. It's not no. just a job. But this no. is a ministry. This is an opportunity yeah. for you to be used, you know? Like when, like when you arrive early to clean the church or set up equipment, don't just do it out of duty, but do it unto the Lord. I yeah. know I'm guilty, like, when I'm straightening <laughs> the chairs. That, I complain about that. But, you know, I'd be like, oh, why am I doing this? But think about it as, hey, I'm doing this unto the Lord. I'm not yeah. doing it you know, to, to get my name in lights. I'm not doing it for the pastor to pat me on the back, but I'm doing it unto the Lord because, you know, people want to come to a tidy church and, and, uh, it's fulfilling to worship God together in, in in a place where things are in order. Right. When you take a step back, that's, that's the big picture. Mm. Yeah. That you're doing it unto the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and when you give, don't think of it as just another budget item, like another line item. I mean, sometimes we can do that. We write it into our budget, and we should. You know, if you're having a budget, definitely write that in your budget. You know, top of the line, tie. Um, but you know, we shouldn't consider it as just another budget item. Right. But think about the impact that that gift 
is going to make in this world, whether it be an offering to, you know, to help a missionary or, or whether it is just tied to the church. Like, right. think about the impact that, that your giving is going to make. Like, yeah, I just really, really want to challenge everyone to sort of change our perspectives when we're doing these things, and that right. will help us. I think it was Luami Diaz years ago, you know, our, our friend Jared, Jared Cannon. This is his, one of his <laughs> yeah. favorite all-time sermons. But Luami Diaz preached a sermon years ago called Serve the Lord with Gladness. And it's just a, just a powerful sermon about, you know, having the right motive, having the right heart when, when we're serving God uh, together. And uh, I, I just thought that was that that was a uh, amazing sermon, and it really uh, helped crystallize for a lot of people like the type of attitude that we should have at the POS when we're serving, when we're helping, when we're when we're being involved in the kingdom of God. Like we can be incredibly effective in the kingdom through our willingness to serve, through yeah. our desire to help others. And you know, finishing up where we started. We, we started a, a few minutes ago talking about the Apostle Paul and talking about how those who helped him down uh, with the ropes, we don't know their names uh, or we don't know who they are. Um, we don't know who they are that held the ropes. Um, they didn't have his ministry. They didn't have the Apostle Paul's yeah. ministry. You know, they, they weren't the ones that traveled throughout the world. They weren't the ones that wrote the books. Um, they didn't have his ministry. But through their willingness to serve, their willingness to do what what God needed them to do, what what the Apostle Paul needed them to do, they ensured that Paul's ministry would reach as many people as possible because of their willingness to to do what needed to be done, their willingness to help. Yeah. Wow. And and if we think about that, like, um, like I guess, home for us, you know, you, you and I, uh, with with our, our pastor, you know. Brother Harvey, he's the man of God that, that's been anointed to lead the Pentecostals of Sydney, and, and he has done an incredible job for the last, I don't know, 12, 13 years as, as our senior pastor. And, and he is the one who, he's cultivated his prayer life. He's the one that's dedicated himself to the Lord, and, and he's developed his preaching ability to the point where, I mean, he's he's an amazing preacher, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's one of a kind. He, he sure. is, man. He's so amazing. <laughs> like, um, you know, I get an opportunity every once in a while to preach at the POS, and then a week later, you hear your pastor preach, and you're like, <laughs> "Why am I even bothering?" <laughs> he's just—he's amazing. I love his preaching. He's my favorite preacher. Um, you know, and and he's he's developed that preaching to the point where it's impacted thousands. You know, uh, and even just through our online platforms, it's impacting hundreds and thousands of people right. every single every single week. Um, but he needs rope holders, you know, even brother Harvey, he needs someone, even our pastor, our great pastor, he needs someone who is going to hold the rope for him. Yeah. Like he needs someone who's going to show up at 7:45 AM to set up the sound equipment an hour and a half before service starts. He needs singers and musicians who are willing to dedicate their talent to the Lord. He needs someone, um, that is going to invite people to church. He can't do it all himself. Yeah. Right. Just like the apostle Paul couldn't lower himself down in the basket. He needed yeah. someone to help. He needed that person who had the ministry of helps that ministry uh, of giving. Um, he needs greeters, pastor. He needs greeters who are willing to come early to serve and, and video operators who are willing to, to uh, operate those cameras. So then, 
the impact of, of the ministry that happens at the Pentecostals of Sydney isn't just taking place in the building on a Sunday, yeah. but it can actually get out of the building and it can impact the, the greater uh, community, you know? But that only happens because there's people that are willing to record it with the cameras, <laughs> right? It's true. It's true. And people are willing to do the switching yeah. like, like, like you are every, every uh, week at the POS, you know? And, and obviously, we, you know, for the church to go forward, there needs to be givers who are willing to support people who are generous, who are willing to support the work of God. And uh, I guess that's what I wanted to talk about here today is like champion, you know, th- those that are serving, those that are helping, those that are doing stuff week to week, right. um, ensuring that the kingdom of God is going forward and that the body of Christ is is functioning and and we're all working together and seeing amazing things take place. Um, you know, you got graphic designers, you got photographers, you got videographers, you got audio engineers, podcasters, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> web designers, camera operators, greeters, ushers, givers, helpers, prayer warriors, singers, musicians. You know, you guys, you're not all just volunteers, yeah. but you are rope holders. Yeah, yeah you're holding rope right the rope. here. <laughs> uh, we didn't think that far ahead <laughs> no, 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 we should have brought rope <laughs> Yeah, we should have had some rope But you know, you guys aren't just volunteers You're, you're rope holders you, you are individuals that are helping the ministry go forward Yeah. And so I want to encourage you all Keep holding the rope You know, keep holding the rope Keep giving, keep serving Keep doing what God has called you to do Play your part in the kingdom of God And we're going to see the kingdom of God continue to grow continue to flourish and and there's no there's no telling what god can do if we are willing to give if we are willing to serve if we are willing to play our part in the kingdom of god so be a rope holder you know at your local church be a rope holder um at your youth at your youth group be that rope holder be that person who's willing to do what is required the task that is required in order for the kingdom of god to be accomplished in your city, in your community.